Well, welcome and thank you for listening to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, a podcast where we're journeying through the scriptures, starting in Genesis and ending in Revelation, looking at how we find Jesus every single day in the text. This podcast is produced by Fellowship Community Church. Well, hello and welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where every word, thought, verse, and chapter points us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callis, and I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church, and I'm grateful for your listening to here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast as we conclude uh, week two through the book of Isaiah, uh, and next week we will wrap up the entire book uh, all the way through the chapter 66. Uh, today we're going to be looking at Isaiah chapter 40 through 48. Uh, now, I know that that's a lot of reading. Uh, I apologize for that, just trying to follow the the flow of the book itself um, so that when we read it, it kind of lines up and makes a little bit more sense, I guess you would say. Um, so if you don't know, we have a reading plan uh, that's found in the show notes below. And as well as uh, Pastor Kevin took us through the book of Isaiah uh, last spring. And so it's almost uh, a 30 to 40 minute um, video per chapter of the book of Isaiah. Uh, so if you're more interested in finding out more in depth of the book of Isaiah in each of the chapters, uh, as this is just a quick flyover to give us um, a little bit of context of how we see Jesus here in the scriptures, in uh, the text as we read it. Uh, we don't have the time to, to journey through every single one of them. We highly encourage you to use the resource uh, that we have produced in the past as it is beneficial for your discipleship. Uh, and in this, I, I even want to, I haven't said this in a while, um, but our discipleship process isn't just information. So this right here, this content curation of a podcast, uh, your discipleship isn't just, hey, I need to uh, learn more about God and God's word, um, but it's applying God's word in, in the best place and where we see biblically that where we encounter a true, authentic, transparent discipleship process is in uh, the breadth of community with others, that we're designed to be discipled and discipling. Uh, it's beautiful how we see Jesus model that for us um, as he received from the Father. He trained and taught his disciples. And so if you're not plugged in a life group, I highly encourage you uh, go to our website uh, and look up uh, getting connected into a life group where you can have conversations and encounter and uh, share and encourage one another as well as ask questions and uh, really wrestle through um, through what, what we believe about God's word, what you believe or the questions you have about who God is. So today, as we hop into Isaiah chapter 40 through 48, uh, I'm really just going to look at chapter 41 through 42 here today, and in a little bit it gets even into uh, um, chapter 43 through 44, as we're going to see here that Isaiah reveals uh, there's three servants for his will. And what I mean by that is there's three servants that um, Isaiah writes in a prophecy that what is to come, there's three people or three groups of people uh, that God's going to use to accomplish his will. And some of them, like, duh, that makes sense. And some of them, it's like, what? That makes zero sense at all. So the first one that when we look at, uh, we find this in chapter 41, verses 1 through 7, but I'm going to hone in on verse 2. It says, uh, who has stirred up someone from the east. Uh, the east, when we look at just in scripture, not always, uh, but typically when when it says uh, to go eastward, it's pointing to um, to further away from God's presence. So when you look in Genesis chapter three, after the fall of mankind, uh, it says that they're then they're then kicked out to go eastward out of the kingdom. So sometimes when you read God's word and that word east or to go to the east means to be separated further from God. So when he says, who has stirred up someone from the east? It's saying, hey, who has stirred up someone that's further away from me? to be brought, to be used for my glory. 
Continuing, it says, In righteousness he calls him to serve. The Lord hands nations over to him, and he subdues kings. He makes them like dust with his sword, like wind-driven stubble with his with his bow. Uh, this is talking about King Cyrus. Uh, now, in this, we, we don't see Cyrus's name in this text here, but as the prophecy that's given here, as it unfolds, we will see later that it's talking about King Cyrus. Uh, once again, yeah, this is a prophecy, so that's why some people have a hard time uh, believing that Isaiah was the author of this or really um, even doubting and wrestling through whether the Bible is true or not because of the intense accuracy in the scriptures of, of prophecy that we see that, hey, this is to come. So the first servant that we see here in this text is going to be King Cyrus, that God is going to use this king to accomplish his will. So even when you think about that, King Cyrus wasn't a follower of Jesus. He wasn't a leader who honored the Lord. He wasn't a leader who feared the Lord. And God still placed him in a position of authority so that his will could be accomplished. And even when we think about that in today's time, where do we see Jesus said in this text? When we read through books like 1 Peter or even in uh, uh, Romans, we're going to see that God has ordained people in leadership for a specific purpose to accomplish his will. And to us, it makes zero sense. Like, why would this person be in a position of power to make change, to make uh, influence, or to have massive amounts of influence when they don't love the Lord their God, and yet they're pursuing earthly evil ways? But God uses them, and we see that here in um, Isaiah 41, verses 1 through 7. So that's the first servant that he's going to use. The second one we're going to see in uh, chapter 41, verses 8 through 29, as well as chapter 43, all of chapter 43 through chapter 44, verse 28, uh, when we see that he's going to use here the nation of Israel. Now, like, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? God's going to use the nation of Israel in chapter 42, excuse me, 41. Really, it's chapter 41, the verse 8 through the end of 44, uh, that he's going to use the nation of Israel to to accomplish his will, uh, the nation that he loves, that he's chosen. Uh, that even when we look all the way back to uh, the, the book of Genesis, that he chose Jacob, and uh, he changed Jacob's name as he wrestled with him to Israel, and that's where we get the nation of Israel to tied back to name-wise to, to him, uh, that, that that's who he chooses to use for his glory. Then the third servant he chooses, and this is, this is a powerful one, in chapter 42 is... The Messiah. Uh, when we read chapter 42, you're going to see a lot of things that if you've been in the church for a while, yeah, like, oh yeah, there's the Messiah, that and that. Uh, and then sometimes if you haven't, like it just points out to, hey, here is um, here is uh, the Messiah, what he's going to do. Uh, when you look at like chapter 42, verse 3, it says, he will not break a bruised reed. He will not put out a smoldering wick. He will be. He will faithfully bring justice. Um, it, that points to the cross. Um, ultimately is where we see in this, and uh, even uh, um, Charles Spurgeon says this about uh, verses one through three. He says, the delight of the Father is in Christ, and he delights in us because we are in him. If indeed we are members of Christ, he is well pleased with us for Christ's sake. And I think it's a, that's a powerful quote there by um, C.H. Spurgeon. So we see Christ here in, uh, in the, the 
the proclaiming of the Messiah to come here. We see how God uses leaders in place, and Jesus even says this. And you know, as um, Jesus was entering into Holy Week, and uh, they thought they could trip him up, and they uh, gave Jesus a coin and said, "You know, are we to?" Um, or they asked Jesus, "Are we to pay um, taxes to Caesar?" And he says, "Yes, yeah, show me a coin." And they showed him a coin, and he says, "Who head, whose head is on this?" And he's, they say, "It's Caesar's." And he says, "Well, uh, give to Caesar's what is Caesar's, and give to give to God what is God's." Um, so we see this how God uses um, people that we wouldn't see as useful for the kingdom to bring about um, mighty and powerful things. So that you today, you enjoy us uh, and you enjoyed week uh, 40, day five of the Jesus Everyday podcast. And next week we'll be concluding and wrapping up the book of Isaiah.